Today, we're talking all about goals and resolutions as we enter the new year. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I want to bring science-based knowledge, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Well, I am recording this in the first week of 2023, so Happy New Year whenever you're listening to this. And personally, I love the beginning of a new year. I love opening a new planner. I love the idea of a blank slate. I love the feeling of possibility that comes with it. I've always really loved this time of year. And being in the fitness and healthcare worlds, this time of year also brings a lot of people wondering about starting New Year's resolutions and setting goals, and I really want to dive in and talk about this. So the first thing that I want to make sure I say is that you don't have to set any goals this time of year. You don't have to set any New Year's resolutions whatsoever. I don't want you to ever feel pressure to do that. This is something that's here if it is exciting to you, if it's motivational and inspirational to you, but don't feel pressure to have to set those kinds of goals or to feel like this time of year has to bring a fresh start. Our lives don't always listen to the fact that it's a new year, right? So life circumstances will come and go and they don't always care what time of year it is. So You can set these kind of resolutions and goals anytime during the year that works for you. It can be anytime. You can wake up any morning and decide that you want to start something fresh or you want to change something. In addition to that, you can also really kind of stay status quo if needed. If this time of year is not a good time of year for you to set something new or to look forward, if you are just kind of trying to hang on, then stay there. Make it your goal to just hang on day by day. So the first thing I would say is take any pressure off of yourself to feel like you have to follow that kind of marketing line that says, right? New Year's resolutions, new time, let's do it. You don't need to do that. This is here if it is an exciting time or a motivational time for you, but also I'm going to talk through some really kind of real life talk and real life and real world examples of how we can use this mindset of goals and resolutions to set us forward on a foot that feels right to us. So I'm going to kind of pull back the curtain and give you an idea of how I work through the new year. So how I kind of decide on possibly goals or resolutions that I have. I really like the word goal actually more than resolution. So I probably won't use that term resolution so much. Um, But I, I think about it in goals and I'll talk you through the process that I personally use to see if that helps you. And I will say research does show us that there is a benefit to setting goals. And even deeper than that, there is a benefit to writing them down. So research shows us that when you actually take time, pen to paper, and write down a goal that you have, there is a benefit to that. And they are actually reached more often than goals that aren't written down. 
So I do say all of this with scientific research behind it. Also, as a physical therapist, one of the first things we are taught in PT school is to create goals for our clients, short-term and long-term goals. So I have done a lot of research and kind of work into the science behind goal setting. So there's definitely a good backed reason for setting goals. We are more likely to hit them if we write them down, if we think through them, if we set short-term and long-term goals. So that's another really interesting thing with how the brain works. The brain doesn't always work great thinking two years in the future for everything. That being said, you do want to have these visions of what you want your life to look like long-term. I think that's very beneficial. But what you also need to do then is think of short-term ways to help get you there. So I'll talk a little bit about how I break that down into like what a short-term kind of goal might look like and then what the long-term piece of that looks like as well. The final piece to goal setting that a lot of people will talk about and that research does show us is helpful, is setting very specific goals for time, meaning like when you want to hit them, and also very specific numbers in your goals. So making them measurable and making the time very specific. So I think the time and the measurable piece really works if you have very specific goals, like wanting to hit a promotion at work or wanting to hit certain amount of exercise numbers, those kind of things. It can be very beneficial to say, okay, I'm going to increase the weight that I'm lifting by five pounds every two weeks. And I do that as a physical therapist for my clients. That being said, I don't always do it for myself and the process that I go through. And I will tell you why when I get into my own process. But just know that while research shows that's very helpful, I don't want you to get caught up in any of those things that I just mentioned, okay? I think it's really important to take some time to think about where you want your life to go, where you want it to be. I think there's a lot of power in that. And I think getting into the details is helpful if you work that way. Again, if that's motivational to you, if that's exciting to you, if that feels like it really kind of mires you down in details, then don't worry about it yet. This is more about the idea of you being hopeful and excited for where you can go and the possibilities in your own life. Okay, so let's get into the process. And again, this is just the process that I go through. The first thing that I do at the very end of one year or the very beginning of the next, and I did this on January 2nd this year, actually January 1st, I did it January 1st, I sit down with my journal and I write down everything I want to remember about the previous year. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. I write down any big memories that we had as a family, any big things that I reached or goals that I reached as a business, things that I went through physically. I write down all the trips that we took, what we did for our birthdays, just the big things that I really want to remember from the past year. And it's my way of paying tribute to the year that I have just been through. I feel like we get so ahead of ourselves looking forward all the time that we don't always look back to what has actually occurred. I like to take a moment to thank the previous year. And I remember specifically doing this 
at the very beginning of 2021. And I turned to my husband actually before I had done my previous year and I said, you know what? I don't even think there's any point. Like, I don't want to write down anything. The past year, which had been 2020, was so hard. There's nothing that I want to remember. I I don't know what I'm going to say. And then just even verbalizing that, he and I started talking and started thinking of the memories that we had made as a family, some things we had been through, even the hard things and how we got through them together. And it hit me very quickly. Of course, I have things to write down, even in the hardest of years There is something that you can look back to either with gratitude or even just as a learning experience. And that's ultimately what life is, right? It's a learning experience. It's not a race to be won. I'm 45 years old now. I think I've finally, finally realized it's not necessarily a race to be won. I'm not going to be given a gold, silver, or bronze medal at the end. This is a journey to get through with ups and downs and different turns and twists. So there's always a learning experience. So even in the hardest of years, take a few moments, look back, write a few things down, and it's really neat to go back later on to look back at previous years. It's also really neat because at times that you don't think that you might have reached any goals, or maybe you feel like, gosh, I didn't do anything important last year. When you really look at it and write it down, you'll see you probably have done more than you think. You've probably achieved more than you think. And if you can't think of anything, ask the people around you. Ask your partner. Ask your kids. Ask people around you, can you think of anything really cool that we did this year or anything that I possibly did that meant something to you, any memories you have? Again, it's a great way to kind of celebrate and acknowledge the year that's come before and to prepare yourself and be open to what might be coming the next year. So after I've gone through that process, I start to think of a word for the year. Not everyone resonates with this, okay? So you definitely don't have to do it this way. But it's something that I started doing probably about 10 years ago as well that has really been powerful to me. And it starts to happen about two weeks before the end of the previous year. I just kind of start to think of what feeling I want to have for the next year. So I start with a feeling. How do I want to feel internally? How do I want my life to look and how do I feel within that? So I personally start with kind of a feeling like, do I feel really excited and creative? Do I feel like I want to start a lot of new programs? Am I ready for a move? Am I ready for some new things? Or am I feeling a need to kind of stay still? Do I feel a need to breathe? Do I feel a need to rest, like what kind of words just come up in my mind when I think about what the next year might look like? Like what kind of year do I want to create? And to be honest, sometimes this is a very humbling process. So for me being the oldest child, the oldest daughter, very driven, very achievement-oriented, I truly feel, and this is something I have realized about myself in the past six months, I feel the most valuable and the most worthy when I am busy, when I am doing something, when I am creating something. That is when I feel the most valuable. So my tendency is to create goals 
that are around that idea. What can I make? What can I do? What can I do? What can I achieve? And so for me, I have really had to look at, wait one second, does my life right now need a little more space actually? Like do my kids need me to have a little more space? Do my relationships, what exactly do I want to feel and what does it need to look like? And does that help me become more of the person I want to be? So sometimes it can be kind of a humbling experience too, but that's how I start. Because once I have that idea, one or two kind of words, and it's not always just one, that's a lot of pressure. For me, it usually ends up about being five words, honestly. So, and they all kind of play together. So once I have that though, that idea of how do I want this year to look and to feel, what do I need in my life? And how am I going to be the best me for the people that mean the most to me and for my business? Once I have that, then I get more into the nitty gritty of, okay, so what are my goals going to look like? And I divide them basically into three things, family or kind of relationships, and then personal health and business. Those are the three categories typically I am kind of looking at and where some goals I can create are. And I then try to make goals that are going to align with that feeling and that life vision that I have for the next year. So for example, if you have a feeling of rest, of gosh, I I think I really need to embrace some rest this year, then it might not make sense to make the biggest business goal that you've ever made or to start a new business from scratch to make a startup. Like that might not match with that goal. Neither is right or wrong. But again, it's an idea of setting yourself up for success, not only to reach your goals, but also to feel the way you think you want to feel. So that's how I do it, as I set up kind of those feelings or those words. I really kind of sit in with it, and a lot of it is just intuitive, truly. It's how I feel. Does something feel really good to me when I think of that word and that feeling? And if it does, I know I'm probably supposed to focus on it. So some things that have that have come up in the past for me. I have had a word of healing. Heal has been my word one year in the past because I knew going into it, that's what needed to happen. I needed to heal my nervous system, my body, relationships, everything I needed to heal. And so then all the goals I made, they were easier to create because they were in alignment with that idea. So whatever it is for you, and if you, again, are having a hard time, there are some, you really can Google what I do. I'll think of a word and I'm like, well, that's not quite right, but I think it's around that. And I just go to synonyms, okay? I just Google like that word and then synonyms. And I dive into those and I'm like, well, that's not quite right. That's not quite right. Then I pick one that feels a little closer and I look at synonyms for that and antonyms for that. And I really spend a few hours with it because it's been so powerful for me. So I spend a few hours with it until I come up with one or two words, like I said. And then as I think about how I can create that, a few other words tend to come up. So possibly it, be, it would be words like um, you know, intentional or purpose or presence or creativity or integrity. Um, there are so many kind of feelings and words that you can really get into with how you want the next year of your life to look. Then I think another key piece to this is letting yourself dream. So when I talked earlier about the short-term and the long-term goals, 
I think short-term are important, but I want to talk about the long-term first. When I say long-term, I mean visions. I mean your dreams. I mean the things that you don't know how you're going to get there, but that's what you want. You can't see a path forward, but you want to get there. Maybe it's a dream house. Maybe it's living in a dream location. Maybe it's a relationship that you want to come back together that feels like it's broken. Anything that is important to you that you see in your dreams, write them down. And they don't all have to go right onto a dream board or into a goal list, but write them down. There's power in that. And I truly believe you don't have to know yet how you're going to get to those things. But by believing for them and believing in them, there is more possibility than if you put them aside and believe they'll never happen. Okay, so believe for those things. One example for me was when we moved back to Denver in 2017, we were extremely privileged to be able to buy a house, but we literally had scraped and clawed to be able to do that at that time. And we didn't have a yard. Okay, we were in a walk up. We didn't have a yard, any green space whatsoever. And we had two young kids. And again, I was so thankful to have it, but I knew I wanted a yard for our kids. I wanted more space. I wanted a yard. I had a vision and I had no idea how we were going to get there. I really didn't. With our finances and with being self-employed, it really felt to me that it was almost out of reach. But that was my biggest dream at that time. So I wrote it down and every night before bed, I just said to the universe, thank you for the house that you're preparing for us. Thank you. Thank you for preparing this for us. Again, I didn't know how it was going to happen. And there are times you might feel silly even saying that. If you are a realist, especially, it might feel hard, but there is power in it. And eventually we did get to that place and the house wasn't anything like I had in my visions. And now it's my favorite place in the world. It's our favorite house. I love this house. I am so happy and thankful to be here. I couldn't have pictured what it looked like or how we were going to get there, but I believed in it and for it because it was something I wanted so badly and I didn't want to give it up. So that would be your long-term visions, okay? What do you want life to look like? What are some of your big things that you would love to have happen? Is it a partner? Is it having a child? Is it, again, dream job, living in a dream place, having a dream trip, whatever it is, write it down. Believe in the possibility of it. And I believe this can also happen with health. Health, I know. I have been there too. Every year I have health goals that go onto my dream board. And my big one, a lot of times, is just very general. And it is to feel as strong as possible. Or to heal. Or to be pain-free. Okay, and those are valuable things to write down. Again, don't think for a second whether they are realistic or not when it comes to the definition of realistic. It doesn't matter right now. You are writing down your dreams and what you want. You are putting it out into the universe. And believe me, science shows that there is power in that. So write it down. So then you basically have created your own vision board. If you've heard of what a vision board is or a dream board, 
You've created it. You have some words that you can come back to almost like a mantra. You have some big things that you want to have happen. And you can use words to do this. You can do pictures. A lot of people do magazines and cut out pictures. I did that for a few years and I found they actually... It didn't resonate with me. I would look at pictures and I would just know it was someone else in the picture. It was from a magazine I didn't want to read. It helps me more to use note cards. I use different colored note cards. I use a Sharpie and I write it down. And I put it on a board that sits above my desk for the entire year. And that's what helps me the most. So find what really does resonate with you and do that. Then from there, if you are a goal setter, Break it down into what this year can look like. Maybe it is numbers. So I do. I break it into some numbers that I want to hit in my business. And I make sure that those numbers and that kind of goal resonates and aligns with the feeling that I have for the year. Same with our family. What do I want it to look like for our family? Do I have some really specific things that I want to have happen? Are there trips that I want us to take? Are there some things I really want to do as a parent that I need to work on? So I'll write those kind of things down. And then from there, you can go even deeper. So if you're looking at how to break it up for the year, so let's say you do have those kind of number goals. You want to hit the end of the year with a certain number, either lifting weights possibly, working out a certain number of times per week, possibly, again, hitting certain numbers in your business, if you know you want to get to that point at the end of the year, then you break it down into quarters, okay? Every three months, break it down into what you can have done in the next three months that's going to help you get to that year goal. And then what And then what I do is I reassess at the end of the first three months because that will help take you step by step. It will help make sure that you stay on track to get there while you are also keeping that end of year kind of feeling and goal in alignment with the short-term goals you're making and the universe and you know that you have some big visions that you're trying to get to through this process. And you can change this up whenever you want to. You might get at the end of that first quarter, that first three months and realize, Okay, that goal does nothing for me. I don't know why I thought I wanted to do that. I think I made that for somebody else. I don't want that. So you scrap it. Get rid of it. Put something else up there. Or maybe you get to the end of the three months and you realize, I might have overreached. Like I might actually not be able to hit that. And that's cool too. You didn't fail. You just learned something about yourself. That Chalk that up to a success and you just rework the goal. Guess what? If you tacked a word up on your dream board, you know what you can do? You can take it down and throw it away and put a new word up anytime you want to. Okay, you have the authority to do that. You can change this at any point. Do what resonates with you along the way. And yes, if life throws you a big old curveball halfway through the year, it's done it to me, I realize, you know what? Okay, that goal is going to have to wait till next year. I'm going to rework this because there's just no way I can hit that goal And also still follow my word of rest or whatever it is. So change things up as you need to. One thing I do recommend is that you keep a few of these words or feelings or sayings, whatever it is, that you keep them 
in sight in some way. So I have them up on a cork board that sits right above my desk all year. Some people do really well with sticky notes on their bathroom mirror or on their computer screen. You can put it on a little piece of paper and put it in your wallet or your purse. You can write it in the front page of your planner. You can make it your um, screensaver on your phone or your computer. Whatever it is, I do recommend that you keep it somewhere that you can periodically return to. It will make it more realistic to you. It will make it more believable to you. And it will really become ingrained in you that it is a part of your life and something that you can achieve. So that's the process that I go through. And then I will take a few weeks in January and I will come back to it throughout the year and again make kind of those short-term goals to make sure I am on track. So if I have either some really specific um, like exercise goals or some really specific health goals or really specific kind of business number goals, I'll make sure that I am staying on track for that. I won't wait until October to try to do it all because we know that doesn't work. So you'll have to decide how your goals work for that. But it is really nice to have that combination of the visions and the dreams have those long-term things that you hold on to create a word or a feeling that you want for that year so that things align with that and then turn it into the short-term goals to help you get there and by keeping them close it also ends up kind of being your why so for me right now I do have a health goal of having my hormones checked again I had them checked years ago after my hysterectomy so that was about two and a half years ago it's time for me to see where I am and that is a process like I can't just call my doctor today and say get me in let's check my blood work it's a process the way I go through it working with a functional medicine expert and having the tests done and it is something I know I want to finish this first quarter and the reason that's my goal is because I've been putting it off for a few months now but also because I know if I want to implement those things I'm going to need the rest of the year to do it like I know that I kind of need that time to get it done. So my goal is just in the first quarter to get this testing done, get the results back, find out what the results are. Like that's a very realistic goal that I can have done by the end of March. Then I will decide what comes next. Do I put, depending on the results, do I end up changing up my supplements? Do I need to change up my workout routine? Do I need to learn more about so-and-so? What do I do next to help that? And so just keep it in those three-month segments so that you can make the next three-month goals realistic depending on what happens after the first three months because you're going to have to change it up. You don't know quite how you're going to respond yet. You don't know where life's going to be exactly in three months. So reassess in three months, but also be realistic about what you do now and keep yourself accountable for it. And having those kind of words and those goals in front of you really help to keep you accountable. So I hope that idea of kind of showing you the process that I go through, I hope it gives you just a little inspiration, maybe a few ideas of how it might work for yourself. Again, I want you to take what works, leave behind what doesn't. This is an ongoing, evolving process, but I do want you to remember you are worth doing this work for. You are worth it and your dreams are worth it. There is no dream too big or too silly to write down. Your dreams tell you a lot about yourself and what's important to you. 
write them down, believe in them, believe for them. And if you don't do any other part of this process, just promise me that you will put that dream out into the universe and you will continue to believe for it, even if you don't know how you're going to get there. I also want to acknowledge that there are things that we want and dream for in life that we may not have any control over. There are changes that I want to happen in this world that I have no idea how they'll happen. I don't see a way forward through that sometimes. There are things that I want for my kids that I desperately pray for and put out into the universe every day that I know that's all I can do. I can't protect them from certain things except for just putting it out there that that is my dream. So I don't have great answers for that situation on things that truly are out of our control except for the fact that we can do what's in our control and then we can put those dreams out there and then we can continue to move on hopefully with some hope and some encouragement. And one final thing I want to talk about today in this podcast, if you are listening to it live, is that we in Unlimited, in my Unlimited program, we do a new year challenge every single year. And I really wanted to talk about those other steps first so that you see where I'm coming from when it comes to offering up these challenges. So you can see it's not a place of let's change everything up. It's the new year. It's time. It's more a place where we can come and be together to kind of put one foot forward, to embrace the fact that we can start to make changes if we want to, or we can start to be consistent if we want to. We can do this at any time. And sometimes the new year is simply a good chance to take advantage of that feeling of having a blank slate. So our new year challenge this year, the theme is celebrate. So we will always have a positive theme because that's what I want you to realize is that your body is something to be celebrated. So starting Monday, January 9th, we have a three-week New Year's challenge happening in my unlimited community. What that means is you will have three weeks of workouts, three weeks of journal prompts where we really work on mindset because mindset is a really big important piece of being able to celebrate the body we have and move forward in our own strength and in our own abilities. You also will have access to some live workouts that I'm doing and a really supportive community so that you can again realize what you're capable of and start to see the power in consistent movement. We have no goals whatsoever when it comes to weight loss or clothing fitting or anything like that. There are absolutely no before or after pictures ever in Unlimited. This is simply about you embracing the strength that I know you have, and I just want to help you find it. So each day of workouts, there's going to be a beginner and an advanced option. So you can go along at whatever pace is best for you. And what's great too is if you sign up for Unlimited, you can sign up for one month, three months, or a year. So you're going to get some extra content no matter what. So by signing up for Unlimited, you get to participate in this challenge for free. And then you also get all the other content that we offer in Unlimited, which includes a free app. It includes hundreds of workouts to choose from 
all the way from five minutes to an hour. We have workouts for injuries. We have weightlifting workouts. We have Pilates. We have stretching. We have injuries and balance and osteoporosis. All of the workouts can be done at home with minimal to no equipment. You also get special podcasts and Unlimited that I don't release over here, and we have a full recipe library as well. So there's a lot of awesome content that you'll get access to if you feel like this is something that might benefit you when it comes to, again, kind of those dreams or any of the feelings that you want to have this year, any of the goals that you have for yourself. I simply want to be here to support you in that. So the details will be below in the show notes about how to sign up. And again, we start January 9th. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you an amazing new year full of power and encouragement and discovery and curiosity and love and hope and you simply realizing how strong you truly are. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on Meet Your Body. If you have a moment, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as it helps us tremendously. For more resources and workouts, you can visit my website, jessicavalantpilates.com, or find me on YouTube or Instagram at jessicavalantpilates.com.